another episode of what is this show? And that's on what? Smell you later. Smell you later. God, our podcast is so good. <laughs> it's pretty great. I'm not going to lie. there's one thing I love, it's being good at something. And I have to say, I have so much fun with this show and I really love doing it. So Me here too. we are. And are we starting another episode off gassing ourselves up? Yeah. Yeah. We are. You think we are? I mean, you know what? We deserve it. You know we're having a good day when that's how the episode <laughs> recording starts. Exactly. Exactly. For once. Mid-spiral. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, Sable. Yeah. <laughs> Me just sniffling into the mic. Sable God. is physically unwell. Physically. I am emotionally unwell. So <laughs> oh, we're just no. going to balance it all out. With our powers combined. Honestly. We're a mess. We're a mess. Well, I haven't fine. had a cold since 2019. And I forgot how much these motherfuckers suck. Even as an adult, I'm like, oh, I am feeling my mortality. <laughs> no. I mean, there it is. Yeah, it really sucks. Mostly the whole labored breathing congestion bit. But it's not COVID, right? No, I got tested. I started feeling like a little tickle in my throat on Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's like the cold weather or whatever. And then Sunday I woke up and I was like, oh no, something doesn't feel right. Like, yeah. and I was like congested. So I took, I had a rapid test at home. So I took that. It was negative, but it might've been too early. So I took another test today and it was negative. Good. But in between, I was just a sniffly, disgusting, boogery mess. I, you never, yeah. nothing ever ails you. I know. So also, I'm just like, like I'm I didn't even do anything. I was like, <laughs> why don't yeah. you get the people who've been going out? I went to two beauty events last week and like two dinners. So I guess the culprit was there somewhere. I know I know it's not COVID, but like how insulting to get sick from a beauty event. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Right. God. I kind of I don't honestly, there's there's no way that like you can pinpoint exactly where you get catch a cold you know no i know i know but there are like particular things that i was like oh we were kind of like closely talking and yelling because it was loud so right. like maybe there yeah every every time i'm out on the weekend just like dumb bitching around i'm like if i'm out here catching delta trying to catch some dick i swear to god <laughs> like this is not worth it you know what i mean like i'm not doing this again get that okay. booster shot baby please i the, maybe the minute that the minute i'm out no. so you put that in my veins or muscle or wherever you put it someone was telling me that. a friend told me that she just went to one of the city vaccination centers and she was fully vaccinated and she just walked in and got a booster shot because nobody That's asked I mean. questions I'm about to. Yeah. <laughs> They're just yeah, like, sit down, witch arm. There you go. <laughs> Please. Wow. Scamming these people. Give me all the shots. I mean, I don't really think it's a scam if you didn't have to do anything. That's true. You didn't say I couldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest anxiety is that my sense of taste will not return in time for the jumbo bulk wholesale size tiramisu in my fridge before it goes bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna start starting the clock every time we hit record to see how long it takes you to mention tiramisu specifically. <laughs> Look, and it I was like that. I don't know why it was like such a big purchase for me. I stood in front of this stupid little fridge for way too long, and I was like, "Should I get the single serving? I come here often enough. I should just get the big one so that I'll just have a lot and I can parse it out throughout the week." 
And then oh, my no. dumb ass got sick. And I'm like, well, that would be a waste. Also, you probably shouldn't eat dairy when you have like full on mucus. So mm. I'm like checking on it every day and I'm like, it looks fine. It, look, it looks okay still. Okay. Not mucus. I know. God. Uh, I'll, probably God. Still, I'll probably still eat it if it goes bad. So no, you can't do <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll I'll buy you a new jumbo tiramisu. I'll buy you two. Don't be eating bad dairy, please. Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. With a weak immune uh, system. Yeah, literally. Gross. Oh, I also have gotten a number of fragrance mailers this week. Like okay, a, rec- wait, was, yeah. a record number of fragrance mailers. I was going to ask I'm you, like, what have you gotten? This is a curse. Because I, can... I, I have two. I have two. Uh, what have you I've gotten? I've got Dior sent me Vanilla Diorama. Honey. Yes, because I was like, tap, tap, hello. I would also like one. <laughs> yeah. They also so said good. they were going to send me hypnotic poison, but that did not show up. So I'm assuming it's like a, you can have some, but that's it. <laughs> okay. Do they send you, do they, if, you're, if they're sending you diorama, they're going to send you poison. Do mm-hmm. they send you Miss Dior? No, just uh, the diorama. I was like, fine. okay, too big of an ask. I flew too close. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. I have girl boss too close to the sun. I see where you draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. And Commodity sent me a bunch of my picks from the, yeah. the Discovery set. But oddly, <laughs> I feel like such a brat. They sent me the wrong ones. Oh, no. And it was really sweet. I wasn't expecting it. And then I DM'd them just be like, thank you so much. This is wrong. Of course. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. And then um, I like to send them a photo because they had like a really sweet note in there too. And then the person, I guess, who runs their Instagram was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I definitely wrote down the ones that you wrote, the bold versions of them. So like must have been mixed up, but like we'll send you those too. So now yes. I'm, I'm about to be fucking elbows deep in commodity sense. Fuck yeah. They sent me the the sampler too. I oh, think good. I lost it, uh, but I can't wait to, I'm just going to douse myself in gold. Like I know that's They're what I love. So, so. good. <gasps> I'm not trying to wear a book. I can't even read. Dude, book, and I didn't know this before, smells exactly like Santal 33. Well, burn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i remember at the time like you know when original commodity was around everyone was like book is the one it's all about book yep. and i was yep. like really that mm-hmm. one like people I don't just know. love book because of the name and, and no no yeah. disrespect it's genius <laughs> yeah i think so that as well but i can't believe i didn't clock that before yeah. well we live in a post santal world now yeah, say well. and then i got house of bow it's a n- new do i want that uh, do I want I, that or was I it just jealous? I, I could tell you if I could smell that. Oh. Well, they were smell. made by our man, Rodrigo Flores Fru. Oh, well, then, then I do. Yeah. So you probably do on them. I believe it's a Mexican fragrance brand too, which is interesting because oh, cool. I, I don't think I've heard of a lot of Mexican fragrance brands. So The bottles cool. are really cool. They're so beautiful. Yeah, they're yeah. really, really cool. Who handles them? Purple handles them. Purple's good to us. Yeah. Unlike... Uh, the paths of aggression (laughs) i've got i got commodity what else did i get oh i got the new juice couture fragrance be jealous and a beautiful pink mailer i i don't know they just keep coming yeah i got a new brand maison crivelli the one that Euro perfumes yeah oh i think think that just showed up i've got yeah yeah that just showed up today So they're a new brand I'm 
pumped to check out. But nice. yeah, I guess I'm going to have a lot of homework. Like it's like makeup homework when you're sick from school. <laughs> right, right. You said makeup homework and I just thought makeup. Yeah, of course. <laughs> God, how cruel. <laughs> Making children do more work after they're sick. I know. Abolish education. <laughs> Abolish <laughs> school. <laughs> Save them at my parents. I met the makers of Titan. I know. Very sweet. They were so was, sweet. They're so I, cute. They're obsessed with you, obviously. They like you more than they like me, which I knew. <laughs> it's like, okay, can y'all all stop, please? I like that your dad and I talk shop about tiramisu. <laughs> he found, Sable, this tiramisu at Costco, which like, I don't even know what I just said Yo, to you. Costco desserts slap. He's like, have you told real. Sable? He's like, have you told Sable about the Costco tiramisu? I'm like, no, Rob. Like, why would... <laughs> So, I mean, of course, I told my dad, but I was like, yeah, LOL. But then I was like, fuck, she's coming to dinner. I have to like, I have to like thread this needle. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, of course, you sit down and he's like, have you had the Costco tamar? So I was like, OK, OK. Like, she's like more than desserts. But I'm like, is she? <laughs> Am I? Good enough. <laughs> That's a pretty big chunk of the pie chart of me. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really, really is. But it's like my um, main my main drive is like, what am I eating today? <laughs> Right. I mean, truly. <laughs> yeah. No, it was nice. All my, my parents were in town for the weekend. It was very lovely. They were so chill and wonderful. And it was just like so cool and nice and stress free. But I what really did you wanted do with to them? like I don't know. We like walked around and went out to eat and like had beers. Truly, they work like me, they just work fucking all the time. So I don't mm. think they like want to have a lot of plans and like mm -hmm. places to be. I think they just want to like sort of fly by the seat of their parents, which is fine because like I always feel pressure to like impress them and like make them <laughs> Think yeah. that I know what I'm doing, which I have never have. So why start now? But um, you're like they, I'm successful. I'm autonomous. Right. I can right. take care of like, myself. The first time they were here was just as fun. I was like, "Fuck, what do I do?" And this time they were like, "No, seriously, like we can just chill." So it was great. But I wanted to like introduce them to all my friends, but they're like fucking out of town. So it was like you are obviously like the most important person. But there was like Fran who isn't still in town, which is nice. But I wanted to have a thing at my place, but no one was here. So I was like, "Well, let's just like go up to dinner, I guess." Yeah. It was so nice. Yeah. You know, I love a dinner. It was, yeah, it was great. I love meeting great. your parents. <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. <laughs> We're halfway to getting married. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a big step in a relationship. <laughs> Truly. I was like, okay. I texted Sable. I was like, are you around tonight? No, what did I say? I was like, do you have plans tonight? Yeah. LOL. And you were like, no, LOL. And I was like, do, do you I go never to have plans. Parents? So I love a last minute plan. Yeah. Truly. You're like, I'm at Home Depot. Yes. And I was like, well, Yep. I can do you one better. Yeah. yeah. My plan is I'm at Home Depot picking out paint chips. <laughs> I love being at Home Depot, queering Home Depot. I kind of love it because I just like look at all the fixtures and I'm like, what if? And then they I'm like, wait, I had, I like need someone to do it for me. <laughs> right. Right. They just look at me and they're like, what do you want? Bag. And I like, bag, I just <laughs> <laughs> bag for help. Help. Help me. Help. <laughs> well, time. time. Mm. I think it's yes. time. Okay. What do you smell like today? I smell. So have you heard of the brand? Oh, God. Now that I'm reading the brand name, I'm like embarrassed to say this. Have you heard of the brand Skylar? Yes. Okay. Because Skylar. I'm at the, Skylar. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm looking at the brand now and it says like Skylar Clean Beauty, which like shoot it to the moon. But um, <laughs> they have, I mean, they pitch me as much as anyone else pitches me. And, you know, so I, I've, been on, they've been on my radar and I I just like nothing really spoke to me so I've never you know 
called anything in just because I didn't really have a reason to. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't, I, I try not to call things in that I'm not going to like write about or use because I'm, you know, that to me is sustainability, I guess, you know, don't yeah. create waste. But they <laughs> sent me an email and they were like, yo, like we have this fragrance that's based around coffee. And I was like, oh, okay, now you have my attention. Fine, fine, fine. Yes. So I was like, great, send it. Thank you. I am wearing Vanilla Sky by Skylar. By Tom and Cruise and Penelope. By, okay, so <laughs> that, it of course took me a week to remember that Vanilla Sky is a movie. And I only yeah. know that because Britney Spears has n- said numerous times it's her favorite movie. And I'm like, there is a reference here. What is it? But I was like, is it Vanilla Sky? Like, is that the name of the movie? Is it Concrete Sky? Is it Steel Magnolias? It's Vanilla Sky. And so is my fragrance. And... So this fragrance is coffee for the sake of coffee, which I really love because I've said, bitched and moaned up and down this podcast before that I am obsessed with coffee and I think it's grossly underused for how gourmand and deep and rich it is. It's like nowhere to be found. Oddly, it is in a Britney Spears fragrance. So this, so Vanilla Sky, I it's it's great. It's great. It's not like I can name a couple coffee scents, probably three off the top of my head that I love more. But as a coffee scent in a collection that is not enormous, I, I'm really, really happy with this because like if they were looking for a gourmand, they could have gone, you know, a, a billion different easier ways than Vanilla Sky. Also, I'm realizing it's called Vanilla Sky, not Coffee Sky, but it is a coffee fragrance. Okay. It's it's lovely. It, so like the build at, at the top, there's bergamot and zest, uh, sweet orange and cappuccino. So it's like a like a m- milky take on coffee. You know what I mean? It's yeah, that in the middle. There's pure vanilla, pure vanilla. Fuck off. Uh, jasmine <laughs> and and uh, cinnamon bark at the base. There's caramelized cedar question mark sheer amber and sandalwood. So it's it's that. It's pretty gourmand, but it's balanced with a little jasmine uh, a little wood but it's very gourmand forward and it's very coffee forward they have like upwards of 10 cents so it's not a not an entirely small collection but it is sort of what you would expect it's a lot of fruit a lot of floral whatever so anyways i didn't i wouldn't expect a a brand with their their catalog to go this route and i'm super happy that they did i actually sometimes when i get new things or even when i get like things that i love i'll wear it but then since we're you and i are testing so much so frequently it's like i can't wear it again because i've got so much other shit to get through for editorial for the show whatever i vanilla sky didn't like blow my wig off but it was really nice and i went back to it like two or three days in a row just because like it's here i like it I, there's i always bitch about not having enough sense like this and now it's here so I'm gonna wear it. and it's warm it does have that deep immediately noticeable coffee note but it does have like a, a heavy dose of vanilla it's got a little bit of wood it is really nice it's one of those fragrances where you smell yourself and you're like i'd have sex with me (laughs) and it sort of i'm gonna dumb it down here and i don't mean to because this isn't what it is but it is sort of at the end of the wear it is a little bit like an elevated version of warm vanilla sugar Um, and i say that to say that i have had (laughs) 
so the price point for this is 85. So not, not terrible, but I have worn $350 fragrances and higher that smell just like warm vanilla sugar, like yeah. a one-to-one. So this is not that, but it is not the most complex coffee fragrance ever. Anyways, all this to say, I think it's lovely and I am really happy with it. And now having smelled it, I would love to smell a few more things from Skylar. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm a dumbass that I held out on the brand for so long. So mm-hmm. jokes on me yet again. How do you caramelize cedar? I know. I'm also still that, like, hold on. Hold you know. on, sir. I have a question. That sounds like a fire hazard. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Side note, I did start a grease fire in my oven this week. Anyway, Sable, <laughs> what do you smell like today? Well, considering I can't really smell oh. things, I will tell you of the last thing I smelled <laughs> before the lights okay. flickered out, which <laughs> is... <laughs> which is... The fragrance from our guest on the oh, show yeah. today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. What a great segue. Queen of segues. Yes. Air de Parfum, I suppose, is the name by Air Company. We'll get more into this about the formula in the episode, obviously, but it's made from CO2. So it's literally made from air. Their whole ethos with developing the scent was that to make it kind of like smell like a artistic expression of air as it were on i think on their their marketing copy they call out a bunch of notes that i don't clock personally but like to me the first impression i get is that it's a very fresh cold Hmm. scent Hmm. it reminds me of like a winter morning, like a bright, sunny winter morning when you're you're up early in the morning and you take a walk outside and then your breath is cold and evaporating. You can see like your breath evaporating in front of your face and then like, you can just smell the sunlight on the snow. That's what it smells like to me. Say that. Yeah. You said an abridged <laughs> version of that in the email to them that I was yes. copied on. I was like, my girl is so yes. smart. Ugh. It just smells like invigorating and a little sporty, although I'm not a sporty person at all. So maybe Same. not my wheelhouse to say that. But it's invigorating in this very cool way. And you a can very say it's like sporty. A, you're you're a fragrance expert. It's a little sport. It's a little sport esque. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really pleasant and fresh and zesty, but not I, too zesty. Oh, so full disclosure, I have <laughs> been aware of air for quite a while because they because they started with vodka and then they went to fragrance and we'll get into why they went into two such different categories and i find it fascinating but i have not smelled the fragrance and hearing you talk about it i'm like i need this like i need this fragrance and like the bottle is so dope like everything is just sort of like hitting in in ways that I, i don't know every time i'm like oh i see a new fragrance brand it's like, okay, like, what do you got? But I saw them and I was like, oh, fuck, like, this is cool. Yeah. Also, they partnered with Joya Studio as a perfumer. Yep. Who makes like the coolest scents. They do mm. all of these really cool collabs, most notably with A24, the film studio. And they mostly do candles, I'm going to say. They do have a couple of yeah. fragrances, but they mostly do candles. Okay. There's a there's a cat's deli candle or like oh yeah for the New Yorkers out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they just do really interesting quirky stuff. So nice. 
Nice. It's cool that they paired with them. It's very cool. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I was not aware of this brand until you forwarded me that email. And then I was like, they've made what out of what? <laughs> I didn't know how that was going to go with you because <laughs> like, I know I know what the brand does. And I do know that they we talk a lot about s- sustainability, but it, it, they do like actually take CO2 and like make it into something like that. It's that, so like, cool. The product is the measure the measure of what they do. So it's like right there. Yeah, uh, it's not like, you know what I mean? But um. Yeah, you fucking hooked onto it and you went to the yes, event and I, I already had, yeah, I had already had some like, you, you know, dumb bitch commitment on my calendar. So I couldn't go. So it's just like an episode full of regrets. I met with the founder and I just grilled him on everything that we probably grilled him again on with this episode. Yeah. Poor, poor him having to repeat himself so many times. But um, no, they were delightful, lovely Australian man. You know, I love the Australians. <laughs> I think that was a bomb intro. Yeah, I guess we should just shut the fuck up and kill the third <laughs> for once. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's interrogate Greg further. Let's get some air. Ooh. Ah, oh, that's so good. Let's get some jail. <laughs> I'm Greg Constantine, and I'm the co-founder of a company called Air Company. And what Air Company does is we take carbon dioxide. And we turn it into sustainable and hopefully beautiful products for the future. Succinct. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. And Greg, we like to start off every episode by asking our guests, what do you smell like today? (laughs) I must have missed this one. And I'm I'm glad. But funnily enough, I'm in Miami at the moment and I just was, was outdoors and I smell like sweat, actually. Beautiful. I love Miami. It's such a great little getaway from New York because it's like it is. a two-hour plane ride. It's like you're in the tropical part of America. It's great. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and I'm a I'm a big big fan of of kind of Central America, and and, and mm. you know I go down to Costa Rica and Nicaragua, and and uh, it kind of gives me some of those sensibilities of, of, of being down there as well. So yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Oh, definitely, really good Thanks. Cuban food too. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So. The reason that we have you on the show is because Air Company just released a fragrance made from CO2 emissions, which sounds insane, but Mm -hmm. I have experienced the fragrance myself and it's real and it works and it smells delightful. What made you guys think about doing fragrance out of essentially air? Yeah, really good question. I'm I'm glad that you you think it smells great as well. We we, yeah. it's a it's a high compliment for us. So, look, I, I've I've all I mean I've always worn worn fragrance my entire life. So I think there's like a a bit of a background and context there. But as it really pertains to our our business, it's always been something that we've had the ability to do, and it's always been within the pipeline of what we have a product in which we wanted to do. Um, and we're always going to do it second after spirits. And I'll t- I'll tell you a little bit about kind of what we do as a whole, and then you know, why we chose spirits first and then maybe fragrance second. But we turn carbon dioxide, you know, this this greenhouse gas that's that's really causing climate change and, and heating up our planet you know, almost beyond repair. And so we take that CO2 and we turn it into a type of alcohol called ethanol. Um, and the ethanol that we make, because we make it from CO2, is really, really pure, like the purest and and 
into ultra pure, which tends itself to the consumer industries. Because we're not you know, breaking down from sugars, when you traditionally make ethanol, you ferment corn or grain and you get this mash of all these alcohols. And because we, we build up from, from CO2, uh, this ultra high purity really makes it a really high quality. So why it tends itself to the consumer industries is because of that purity. So when, you know, when you're drinking a beverage product, for example, like a, like a spirit, like a vodka, you know, the purity is what, you know, makes the, a drink, you know, the smoothest and the cleanest. Um, and so we chose the, the spirits industry first because we thought, well, A, you know, that industry, you know, has lacked innovation for thousands of years. It's never been innovated in from a liquid point of view. And it's, you know, one of the most saturated markets similar to, you know, to the, to the perfume industry. So we said, you know, you know, let's take on this kind of Herculean challenge almost of trying to innovate in this industry and be this small innovative company at, at one point and hopefully grow to be a, a large company, but let's try to innovate in this industry. And what better way to prove to people that you can make products that are beautiful and far better for the planet than making a product that you can drink. And that's the, the, the ultimate proof for us. And, you know, when everyone says there's no way you can do it, well, you've made this product that people can go out and actually touch and, and, and drink with a meal. And similarly to, to the, you know, to the fragrance industry, you know, when you make a really pure ethanol and, and, and ethanol making up a large portion of, you know, most of the fragrances you know, of the world, we said, you know, let's, let's, let's go into, into that industry next. And the reason why it was next was because of the reason I mentioned before from a, from a, you know, just a proof point, but also I had a little bit of experience in the spirits industry prior and it was an industry that we knew and fragrance was, was just an industry that we were really passionate about, but I had not a ton of experience in. So I long-winded answer, but hopefully that kind of gives you a bit of the context. Totally. I feel like it's such a great idea when you have this insane sounding idea that everyone's super skeptical about when you can put it in an application that's purely for pleasure, like a mm. consumable good. I feel like that really yeah. makes so much more of an impact than if it was just a simple single function thing. Right. right. Yeah, can for sure. we maybe take like one step back and I'm just curious how like air came to be like i i understand what you guys do but how did you get there you know what i mean like how did this all start yeah a lot of years in the making for sure so i'm from i'm from australia i might be able to hear it in me in the accent no really <laughs> <laughs> and i moved to new york uh, almost 10 years ago and i and i ended up getting recruited to an to an alcohol company and um you know when i was there uh I met my now business partner, Stafford, you know, a, a magazine sent us both overseas on a trip with about 40 other individuals and Staff got his PhD from Yale, chemistry and physics. And um, when we had met, we'd really become friends. And, you know, I was telling him about a lot of the things that I was, you know, potentially wanting to work on at the time. And similarly, he was, you know, talking to me about a variety of technologies that he was working on. And, you know, we really just, you know, sat down over the course of several months and, you know, over friendship and a lot of, and, and, and several drinks, you know, we really tried to put uh, a bit of a plan in place on how, how can we come together and utilize our variant skill sets to bring hopefully technology and creativity together to bring people products that are proof point of something much bigger. And the goal was always to have this purpose-driven uh, company that had this underlying technology of trying to help the planet because we really believed that the world needed to learn that you can create these you know, sustainable products and the technologies can 
can actually live and work and function in this world to help the planet for the better. So we kind of just quit what we were doing at the time and and came together and started the company with this mission of can we commercialize a technology like this? Can we put out products that are proof of the technology on a pathway towards hopefully applying it, you know, across the board to a multitude of industries where we can really have an impact from a from a carbon reduction point of view as well. Because that's really impacted mm-hmm. and that's something that we want to work on. And now you make booze and fragrance. Those are like my two. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta have fun along the way, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm glad it wasn't just another wellness product. <laughs> we have too many of those. <laughs> we, yeah, we're done. I'm done being well. Yes. <laughs> this might be a bit of a, a big question, but can you explain a bit how you guys harvest carbon dioxide for this use? Yeah. Yeah. And what does that yeah. mean? <laughs> I got you. No, no, no sweat. So, so we take, we take CO2. And the way that we get our CO2 is in a variety of ways because we're source agnostic, meaning that you know, it doesn't necessarily matter where the CO2 is coming for, from for our technology, it, it can be applicable. So we can take carbon dioxide directly from the air in Brooklyn. If you set up a direct air capture unit, there you can take it from there. Currently in Brooklyn, we work with a partner that supplies us with that's the CO2 and the way that they capture their CO2 is off of traditional fermentation processes, actually. So when you traditionally make ethanol, you, you know, you have emissions. They capture those emissions before they're, you know, before they've entered into the atmosphere uh, and they, de- and they deliver that CO2 to us in Brooklyn. And then in our facility in Brooklyn, we combine the CO2 with hydrogen and we create the hydrogen ourselves on site. And when we combine these two elements together inside our inside our systems, the reaction that it causes creates a mixture of alcohols and water. Uh, and then we we split out the water and recycle it. Um, and we vent oxygen, which is a byproduct of the process. And then we use that alcohol, being ethanol, into these products. Uh, and, and everything in that facility is run on solar and wind power, so all renewable electricity as well. Wow. That's wild. That sounds like very expensive equipment. <laughs> all of that <laughs> <It is. laughs> i can imagine yeah did your partner have a lab of his own or like how long did it take you guys to create your lab yeah so it's been a it's definitely been a process so so staff had a lab um prior that we that we utilized for a period of time and since then we've gone and opened up our you know our own lab in Princeton, in New Jersey, not not too far away, about a forty five oh, minute cool. drive from yep from our facilities in Bushwick. So yeah, and now we operate uh, a, a lab over there in Princeton, which we've got an incredible team in, and we operate uh, two facilities in Brooklyn, New York. Very cool. Wow, um, this might also be a little bit of a big question, but mm-hmm. since fragrance and spirits are two seemingly completely different categories, can you talk a little bit about? the differences between developing a fragrance versus developing a vodka? Because I imagine that since one is, you know, a spirit and, you know, a food, a food group is a food group. It is now. And then the <laughs> other is just a, is a product. I imagine that they have a ton of their own very different, but specific regulations. Oh, yeah. Be- very different and very stringent on, on, in, in both respects as well. So mm-hmm. developing those products are, are tough, you know, Developing the the beverage product is a very long and arduous process from a regulatory point of view. And yep. then 
you know, just from a, a, a product point of view, from the liquid itself, you of course want it to be the absolute highest quality and best product possible. And I would say that we we strive and will hopefully never put out a product that is anything, you know, below what we think to be the absolute best as well. And, you know, there's been several other products that we've made, even put into, you know, production that we've just not, you know, seen through to the end because I just didn't think that they were, you know, a 10 out of 10, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. On the beverage side, years of, of, you know, trying to perfect liquid, like truly years of trying to perfect liquid and then spending, a, you know, an incredible amount of time on actually on design. And uh, we spend a lot of time on design across all the products because for me specifically, and I think for the, you know, for the business as a whole, design is such a, a massive pillar for our company because when you're making products that are inherently sustainable, you know, at least over the course of the last five, 10, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, they've kind of almost been kind of shunned off to the corner almost in a respect in that, you know, people have, have not necessarily given them the time of day because they're just treating them as these uh, sustainable products and not really enjoying them for, for their beauty and the rest. So we spent a lot of time on design and, and the vodka process was, was a long one. Fortunately, because we've gone down and had all that rigmarole on designing, you know, these, these other products, whether we put them out or not, you know, we have an incredible, you know, team that allows us to speed up our design process and production process and supply chain and logistics process across the board. So when we went into the, um, into the fragrance, we'd already done vodka. Uh, we put out a sanitizer, you know, in the heart of the pandemic as well. So our design and production capabilities are, are, are really quite high. And then the time that we did spend was spending the time on on the actual on the actual scent itself. Wow. Speaking of the scent itself, when you decided you wanted to make a fragrance, I guess the next step would be to find a perfumer. So how did you find uh, the perfumers that you guys worked with? And uh, can you tell us about the process of creating that scent? Yeah, absolutely. So I, ha- I had a pretty clear vision on the direction in, in, in which we wanted to, I wanted to go with the scent and, and choosing a perfumer was, for me, it was an easy one. Uh, and, and why I say it was an easy one, because, you know, we love to support local companies uh, and we ended up working with a, you know, Joyous Studio out of Brooklyn, New York as well. Uh, and, and Frederick, you know, who, you know, who started the company and the incredible nose there uh, was someone that I've always admired and admired the company. And really wanted the chance to be able to work with them, not only because they were local, but they, you know, just because they they do things of the highest quality as well. So, uh, when I went to, to to Frederick and 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 Theo with this vision and and tried to you know tell them of what we were trying to achieve with this product, they were so receptive, you know, to it that that we were really able to get done what traditionally takes you know quite a long time in you know in in a in a pretty short time frame. Um, and, and a lot of iterations around, you know, trying to perfect the scent and get it to where we wanted it to be. Because when you're, ma- you know, when you're making an, and or trying to make a, a genderless scent, that's a tough thing in itself, right? Trying to design something that that would work for, you know, both men and women. And then, you know, with fragrance being such a subjective thing, it was a you'd have to go into it with a with a really clear vision. I think that we did, and hopefully that translated to the, to the product itself as well. What was the brief like that you gave them? <laughs> yeah, like I'm just curious because you know you are n- you're you're not a fragrance company. Well, now I guess you are, but right. when it's not what you're known for, what did that vision look like, and how did you get there? Yeah, I, I think fragrances are, are such an emotive product, right? And and for me specifically, 
I'm always reminded by points in time when I smell various things. And I wanted to try to, to bring that out, but I also wanted our, our scent to be emulative of our story, of our purpose, of our technology, of what we stand for. So one, it had to be different, right? It has to be unique. And then, you know, last year we, we all spent so much time indoors, me specifically, our company, I'm sure, you know, you both did as well. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Still am. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Yeah. Likewise. I want to repeat, take people outdoors. And, you know, it's the elements mm. of outdoors that, that make up our technology, right? Our technology is made up of air, water, and sun. Air for CO2, water that powers our hydrogen, and sun that powers everything that, we, you know, our electricity. And those elements are what we're trying to help being Mother Nature as well. So uh, it, was a, it was an easy brief in that not only am I from Australia, am I from, you know, the outdoors and love the outdoors, love the water, love the beach, love the sun. And then, you know, everyone's spending, you know, such a, uh, such a large amount of time indoors, coupled with the fact of, you know, our technology is really predicated on, on, on mother nature. It's how do we bring all these elements together and try to, and try to really take people outdoors and, and make them feel like they're experiencing something fresh and light with the caveat that there has to be an element of uniqueness to it because we are not like every other perfume. We are not like every other company out there just by virtue of, of our technology. And hopefully that's kind of shone through in it. And hopefully it's a light and a beautiful scent that can work for both men and women. I attest that it can. <laughs> you love the scent, Sable, right? I really like the scent. It made perfect sense to that. I don't know if this was like a first scent or an only scent the mm -hmm. the one scent but mm -hmm. since it's called air company i'm like oh it smells like air but like the best kind of air <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm glad and, and that, that was the goal i'm curious did some parts of your sort of like larger i don't want to say business model but like the air company concept did some of that play into the the concept of the final fragrance like i, I guess you mentioned like the outdoors mm -hmm. and air but in terms of like sustainability and things like that were there ways that you threaded threaded that through the scent itself uh, for, for sure no, no yeah. question yeah right. absolutely and and creating that kind of thread and that continuity between all of your products all of your stories hopefully how they look and 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 taste or, or smell really just gives people uh, an understanding of kind of the brand and the vision in which you're trying to create for these products and for your company as well. Can you walk us through the process of developing, you know, your first fragrance for the first time? I mean, because yeah. if you're not, you know, a perfumer by trade, it's like, I wonder what that's like going into such a production as I'm sure this was. Yeah, it, it was a really interesting one. So when we first met with the with the Joya folks, um, you know, they we started with tens of, of 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 scents, and off the back of kind of what I just vocalized to you then, and um, you slowly start to to pick and choose various elements, and you have to be as you know as emotional in your feedback as possible, and you have to really trust the judgment of those that you're working with to try to get towards that end goal, and you know, in a in a, in a time frame of, of just this year, really, so you know, under twelve months, and you know, you know, fifty iterations or so, or, or, may, or maybe wow. just under, um, yeah, we were really able to, to to kind of continually push to hopefully try to get to where we wanted to be, and and honestly, I I can't credit it all on us because you know, 
Frederick and, and, and the folks over there did a tremendous job in dealing with first timers in that respect and taking the feedback and, and really understanding it, which, which is a tough thing to, to be able to do. And then we did it in such a, such a great time frame, and, and it's just something that we're really excited about and, and, and proud of as well, because, you know, as you, as you both know, you know, the fragrance industry is it's so subjective, right? And it changes on person to person. And, you know, we really said as part of it to to the folks over there, we would love to to harvest this fragrance that sure they always change on people, right? Given your pH levels and, and, and a variety of other things. But if this one can really vary depending on the person, then we think that'd be a, a really cool, unique, distinct characteristics of the of the fragrance and 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 it came out that way, which is awesome. Yeah, totally. Wow. 50 iterations in a year. That is like the, that's like super speed. <laughs> a, a lot of, a lot of headaches, you know, when you smell yeah. that much, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to know out of 50, why was this one like the one? Funnily enough. So this was actually one of the very first ones that we, that we, that we got, I think in the, in the Ooh. very, in the very first you know, I think we, we got a batch of maybe five or 10. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. And this was, or the, you know, the base of this one was in that batch. And I loved it from, from, from part one. And we kept doing more iterations of, of a variety of these 10 and more iterations and more, but there was this one, you know, scent that kind of stood through it all. And then when we honed in on that one eventually and tried to just push you know, smaller elements of it uh, is when it really kind of came to came to life, and, and and that's where we ended up. So sometimes the you know the best one's always the first one. I feel like that probably happens to perfumers a lot, and they're like, "Let's <laughs> save an extra one of the first batch just in case." <laughs> it's like I was right all along. Yeah. Right. And is this something that you think you're going to expand upon in the fragrance world? If you could, we'd love to. I think I think that we'd love to. Right now, it's a we, we only have a, a, a pretty limited amount. Um, I don't. I'm not sure whether or not we go into you know other scents. You know, we we really try to kind of do one thing at least and try to own it really well. And like I said before, like really have a big big focus on it being the highest quality. But we would love to you know to to continue to produce it, and we'd love to work with you know, the big perfumers of the world to, to see if we can integrate our technology into what they do as well. Mm. I could absolutely see Fermanish or Givadon being like, let's talk innovation. Yeah, right. How do we work together? <laughs> absolutely. I'm curious as to how your product, the fragrance specifically, not how it's being received, but in terms of breaking into that category as you know a, a new business and this mm. type of business you are how has that been for you guys is is it just do you feel like you're introducing yourself over and over again or how do you contextualize what it is that you do and why within the the space and among your competitors yeah so firstly i would say like we don't really view anyone as competitors because we really think that what we do is is so different. And for those others that are doing things similar to us in the kind of carbon utilization space, we try to support them because there's only, you know, so many companies out there that are, you know, really embarking on hard technological feats to try to help better the planet. So I think when we talk about the the competitors, we really think about like maybe like the just the the bigger fragrance and perfume companies and houses of the world. And for us it's 
it's about integration and collaboration. Like we, we want to work with them. We want to be able to input our technology and our product into their supply chain because that's when you can have a true impact on the planet, right? Because these are the, the folks that are, you know, producing billions and billions of, of, of liters and gallons of the stuff on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to. And then, you know, we definitely have to re-educate a, a lot and uh, kind of, you know, often re-educate people a, about what we do. But, you know, that's what, that's part of innovation, right? Is when you, when you do something so vastly new and different and when it's really hard to understand, you got to get good at and be comfortable with just, um, you know, bringing people along that that story and on that journey as well. And we've been doing it for for five years, and we've gone into a variety of categories, and we're going to continue to go into a, a variety more. And it's it's always about education, and it's funny because you know this technology is applicable to to such a wide variety of industries that spirits is definitely very different to perfume, uh, which is definitely far different to household cleaning and it's far different to the things that we work on with with nasa for, for space applications as well so um you know finding a, a common thread through all of that is sometimes really tough not only for us but for others as well but that's the beauty of it all and, and that's what's fun about you know hopefully having such an innovative product and company wait hold on you guys work with okay. nasa <laughs> yeah <laughs> what just casually drop that in there <laughs> <laughs> so we love tackling really hard problems and i think anytime that we come up with an innovation internally uh that we feel has legs essentially if it's if it's a if it's the more far-fetched it is the more we want to do it and the more i encourage the team to do it as well so yeah we actually just won a first place prize for, from nasa there was a competition we we're in over the last few years with you know stacks and stacks of incredible companies and we turn carbon dioxide into a variety of things that can be used for space and uh, one of them is sugars like you know uh, that, that can be used in outer space and, and we also work on potential fuel applications as well for aerospace and aviation as well oh dude fuel out of co2 would be incredible yeah <laughs> And I know America would be totally against it, but give them like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have 10 years at I know, this yeah, point? Good question. <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Time, yeah. Time's not on our side. <laughs> yeah. This just occurred to me, but I know like with a lot of, a lot of newer fragrance innovations, people like to say fragrances are clean or mm-hmm. um, vegan. And I guess you guys already have that unlock from the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like just we, we, in, in the genesis of it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure it is, and we we try to stay away from buzzwords as much as possible. Yeah. I would say, for sure. um, and we like to think that, like you know, that as a company, we try not to make you know claims. You know, by certain year, we're going to do X, right? We just try to our, we try to have our products be those claims, right? Like you know, here's a real tangible something that you can hold that is proof of what yeah. you know what we're doing and it's in our nature we're not we're not yeah. just talking about it but we're doing it oh maybe you know the answer to this or maybe not but i feel like when it comes to climate change and when it comes to seeing the effects of it a lot of people really only understand it when they can see the tangible impact or understand measurements of it do you have any idea how many co2 emissions are in a bottle of your spirits or in a bottle of your fragrance 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I do. And I'll give you a bit of a comparison as well. Okay. So a traditional bottle of vodka in its production and life cycle end to end puts out into the atmosphere about 15 pounds of CO2. That's really heavy yeah. air. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like right. The bottle. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 15 plus. The average around 15 pounds of CO2. Per bottle that we create, we remove almost a pound of CO2 Whoa. from the air. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah. And, and another kind of maybe more tangible example is that uh, that's the equivalent um, CO2 reduction of about eight fully grown acacia trees per one bottle. Whoa. See, wow. that's, that's the impact graph that people want to see. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I know that you said that you're not about buzzwords, which I love, but since sustainability is such a gigantic talking point and buzzword mm-hmm. and beauty, especially right now, um, because what you do is so measurable, um, mm-hmm. how, and, and whereas many uh, companies just call themselves sustainable or their packaging or this or that, there's a lot of, you know, I, how how is it sort of in that market when what you do is so measurably sustainable, uh, but you are competing or not competing, but you're surrounded by brands who may just throw those words around. Like, how do you contextualize what it is that you do? And and does it matter to you? Because it is sort of in your ethos from the jump. So I, I, I'm wondering how much explaining you have to do or not do. Yeah, you, you, there's a healthy amount of explaining that needs to happen for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's because what we do is, it's, it's hard to understand because it's so new. And because it's tough, education is like just so key and the reason why we have a small focus of our business on these products is because they're the perfect education they're the perfect way for someone to try to understand it and it's a it's definitely a it's definitely a challenge um and i would say that you know we spend we try to spend a lot of time educating people rather than not educating people because at the end of the day um the way that if we, if we really think about our purpose and want to stay true to our purpose and that being we want to try to you know help this planet uh the best way for that to happen is for people to understand it for the public to understand it because that's what's going to help change big business and that's what's going to help change regulation at the highest level as well and hopefully the time that we spend trying to educate people show people that you know technology and how it can work and then have them live through these products as well can be a great way to educate in, in, in not like the most literal sense, but in, you know, in, in, in more of a visual and, and, and physical sense as well. And that hopefully that translates into general awareness around climate change and around, you know, how detrimental we as humans have been to the planet over the course of our time here, um, which can then hopefully lead to more entrepreneurs going out and trying new things, big companies, big business, big corporate, you know, America and the world, you know, working with, you know, companies like ourselves or others, or even trying to innovate themselves. And then hopefully that passing on to, you know, even the government and regulation, like I mentioned, you know, creating mandates and changing some of their stances on things for the betterment of the planet. You should send Joe Biden a bottle of your vodka and perfume. (laughs) We should. Yeah. I feel like he needs a little nudge. (laughs) We should. (laughs) Can you you give him a call for me, Sable? Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll send him a DM. <laughs> so the fragrance launched last Wednesday and I saw 
a lot of write-ups on social media and like little media clippings. But how how has the reception been, do you think? I think it's been really positive. Um, and I, I think it's been great to see, you know, some of the industry get behind something like this because they don't have to, right? And, you know, when you're a new company and a new product in the space, um, you know, that can be a, a scary thing. But I think it's been received really well and we're grateful for that as well which just shows that when you're creating something that's hopefully you know doing good that is translating Uh, and when it comes to you know doing things you know ethically or sustainably or better for the planet however you want to say it it's starting to to, to be received you know really really well and and we're just we're just really stoked that we've been able to produce a product that we're really proud of that we can say that we're proud of and i'm proud to, to even share it and that, and that other people think so as well. And that Sable likes how it smells. <laughs> Very important. Big <laughs> <laughs> Sable, do you have a bottle? I have a sample. Okay. I'm from the event. From yeah. Okay. Um, I, I remember you saying that you had some pretty thoughtful components with the bottle design as well. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I, I love the bottle. It's cool. It's really oh, cool. Gorgeous. You. Yeah. Oh, that means a lot. It really, it really does. You have to, when you're making things that are better for the planet, you have to make people really, you know, want them for their design as well. And, you know, Steve with Apple just made these, you know, these incredibly boring pieces of technology so beautiful that now we all, you know, love all of these Apple products. And, you know, similar for, for Tesla when, when Elon designs this car that people want to buy it because it's a, it's a beautiful looking, you know, car that inherently is better for the planet because it's electric so when we design things we try to have this kind of futuristic approach to everything but we also try to be as minimal as possible because waste is such is so burdenous uh, on this planet and over packaging is so unenvironmentally friendly that we try to be as minimal as possible so um we're giving a few cap options one is the no, a, a no cap option where there's, there's there is no cap on the bottle it's just a pump with a pin um, and that pin locks in is, and, and is secure. And we really think that that's, you know, a bit of an innovation in itself for, for those who want to even environ an even lighter environmental friendly footprint. And then we design a, a white and a, and a silver cap and we design them so that hopefully people like them as, as, as objects and they want to keep them and even reuse them in their home as a paperweight or a variety of other things, because reuse is actually one of the best forms of sustainability right if you're not wasting things and you're and you're keeping it um you know, that's a massive win so we designed them in a way that we hope people would keep them and they're emulative uh of the sun if you if you i don't know if you remember drawing the sun as a kid but like you know you draw oh, a circle yeah. and you draw like a, a bunch of lines around it and that's also like a, a heat sink which is also part of you know a, a piece that falls within some of the technological elements of our entire production process so there's always these small nods to you know to what we do or to or to the planet or to the earth and we try to um you know do it in a way that's still very minimal lack of labeling uh, yeah, and and so that they look great and that they're they're less wasteful as well sweet oh. now that you said oh. that it's like a a child's drawing of the sun. I like it even more. <laughs> I don't get it. Right? You can totally see it. I love that. <laughs> and and where can we find the Air Eau de Parfum? Find it on our website, aircompany.com. We've got a limited amount on there. And when you go on, you can select the cap option that you want. And then we'll be able to um, you know, 
uh, essentially, you're not, the term isn't made to order, but you know it, it's within that bank that they're, they're customizable to, to each individual as well. So they're, they're pre-selling on there right now. Amazing. No, this has been <laughs> so cool to talk to you once more again. Appreciate it. We really, really admire what you're doing. We also hope that other fragrance companies adopt this somehow, anyhow. <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been following Air for a while because I love to drink. And so when I <laughs> found out you guys were doing were doing fragrance, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I'm I'm really excited to like see what you guys do in the next couple of years. Yeah, I appreciate it. Keep, keep an eye out because we've got some pretty cool, it's pretty cool stuff in the works as well. And and hopefully they kind of continue to push boundaries and and they're just fun fun products for people to be inspired. Oh hell yeah! Amazing. We can't we can't <laughs> wait to see it. Wow. I wonder if like Fermanish and Jivadon are just like up their ass. Give us this technology. How do they you should, do it? Right? They should be. Because like both, be. of, both of them are like very, very <laughs> sustainability forward. So I could totally see them. Or I could just see like NASA being like, we're going to make perfumes now. <laughs> I love how you just like casually drop that. I know. Oh, yeah, working with NASA. Who I, just- I do... I do wonder, like, from the, let me not shoot myself in the foot since Shivadon's coming on soon, but I wonder how Fermanish, we've already had them on, right? We can't piss them off. Halfway? Fermanish? Yeah. I don't think we have. I think we were oh. in talks to. I should follow up with him, actually. You Wait, me. what about, who did we have on from, um, who am I thinking of? Oh, who, Herbal Essences. They're Procter and Gamble. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> what I what I mean is, I wonder, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Uh, for a large fragrance parent company manufacturer yeah. developer to, to partner like with someone like that, I just wonder what that looks like in terms of, um, you know, production and size of order and because I don't know anything about anything, but I'm sure it wouldn't keep the cost down on the parent company's end, you know what I mean? I'm sure they yeah. could like cut costs by doing things the way that they've always done it. But at the same time, it's like, if you want to talk about sustainability and shit, it's like a refillable bottle of my way is not the way to do it. That's not yeah, realistic yeah. for the consumer. <clears throat> like pull up, you know, and it's easy for us to say, but it's also like, it's not on us to solve the problem where the consumer, yeah. you're the you're the company. So like figure it out. I guess like fragrance isn't the most urgent application of this type of technology. <laughs> Jet fuel, plane fuel probably seems a bit more uh, like it could take a bigger chunk out of carbon emissions. (laughs) Yeah, but but like Jivadon doesn't work in jet fuel. They work in fragrance. So it's like, you know, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I feel very stupid all the time, but I feel like I learned a lot from that episode. And I feel I'm really happy that like I thought all that shit was going to be over my head. But he like talked to us like a normal person and it all made sense. You know what I mean? Totally. It made uh, <clears throat> it made so much sense that I was like, how has no one else developed this before? Right. Like, right. were you seriously the first person to think of this? Like, that's insane to me. Right. And we, we brief all of our guests with questions before whatever. And I was, like I said before, I was curious about like, why I go from vodka to fragrance? And I put that in, like, not as an interrogation. I was just genuinely curious. And like, I didn't, yeah, I was, I was curious. And when he was talking about it, I was like, 
oh, like that makes perfect sense. Like, what do you? Okay, yeah, um, yeah I get it. I it's like cool. it's almost like they're like stunt products as proof of concept. Yeah, and like if the product is in itself also functional and enjoyable, that only makes the concept even that more attractive. So. I wonder what the price point is on the vodka. Also, if you want to sign me some vodka, I would not be mad. I'm a thirsty girl. I'm having a drink right now. <laughs> oh, shit. They sent me, they gave me a bottle of the vodka in like the little goodie bag from the event. But I was like, you should keep this because I'm not going to drink it. Oh, my God. Shit, I should have given it to you. Sorry. Hello. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I can buy my own bottle of vodka for $75. <laughs> is it $75? Yeah. Is that, Whatever, I'd rather, I have, I'd rather, I have no idea how much alcohol costs. <laughs> like, is expensive. that good? Okay. That's expensive. It's not terrible, though. It's, I mean, I'd rather yeah. drink this shit than absolute. But anyway. Anyway. Um, that's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad that they agreed to come on this podcast and that they're making this product. I really hope they make more sense or that more fragrance brands adopt making fragrances out of carbon emissions like that would be cool oh i'm working on a i'm working on a roundup i should put them in it so people will buy it what's the roundup Mm. it's fucking fall fragrances okay i still think i still think fall fragrances are a hoax i'm just like it's just a fragrance you wear in the fall but whatever but it's also seo yeah exactly people still live their lives like this in this simulation (laughs) you're in your jammies you're so I'm cute i'm in my pajamas it's pajama it. weather man i'm in a bmx jersey <laughs> does it say kegels <laughs> yeah it's like it's my dad's shop like not kegels. that kegels <laughs> not that please i don't want to have this conversation okay. i don't it's been haunting me my entire life but look it has my name on the back of it oh that's pretty sick i'm like showing stable my ass on camera <laughs> sorry back it up baby <laughs> can we end <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. This was great. That was our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This podcast rocks. This podcast rocks. Please follow us on Instagram at smellylater.mp3. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I'm back next week. We've got another sick episode. And we're going to have another sick episode next week where hopefully I will not be sick. (laughs) We haven't had a guest in a while. We've got some more girls lined up. Don't worry. But also, you like it better when it's just me and Sable. So, like, that always boggles my mind. (laughs) What is the truth? What What do you people want? What do (sighs) you want? It's like that scene from The Notebook. What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? Anyway, (laughs) not to end this on a twirl. Now we're we're going off the road. Now we're going off. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. And we will smell you later. Smell you later. (laughs) 